This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to Hey You, a You on Netflix recap podcast. I am Joe Lipsit, and I'm joined as always by Sheree Bohannon. Hey, Joe, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you can do it and get me to laugh every fucking time. (laughs) It's a classic. (laughs) It is. It's a banger. It's a bop. It's the moment. We are losing our minds, folks. We are talking about (laughs) You, season four, episode four, Hampsies. And uh, we're headed on a little reprieve. We're getting out of the city, Sheree. What do we think of this not quite bottle episode, but definitely a different kind of episode for this season? Okay, so like off the top, it had two strikes against it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, I mean, I guess one is not technically a full strike. We all expected this interrogation to go down and, mm-hmm. and then they swerved and I was like, Boo. ooh. It right? was such a cop-out. I literally wrote in my note, I'm like, cop-out with the police questioning. Exactly. I'm like, don't just give us that cliffhanger, just give us the cliffhanger. Follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do something more meaningful with it or even like show us a quick beat by beat of all of the other people also being interrogated. That's what I was waiting for the whole episode. I was like, right. surely we're going to say, I said this to the detectives, or the detectives are going to be like, she said this to us, you mm-hmm. know? No, like we are just, we're done. It's it's a non-starter. Yeah. And my other issue that I had was that it's that typical Joe is going to vacation with the rich people we see mm-hmm. in the middle mm-hmm. of every season. <laughs> and I just, I didn't want it because we were having so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. I didn't even think about it until you mentioned that before we started recording. I don't think it's as bad as what we've seen in seasons two and three. Mm -hmm. In fact, I actually had my kind of high hopes because I thought, oh, we're going to do a literal Downton Abbey murder mystery thing. And I was hoping for kind of locked room shenanigans. And instead, this is a little bit slow. To be clear, I don't think it's bad. This is just my least favorite episode of the season to date. Same, same. Like, it's not my favorite child, but they're all my children so far. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) I I will also say this one not only managed to fix there, we got to send you away with the rich people, but Mm -hmm. it also packed a lot in, even though, again, it's not as strong as the other three episodes we've seen so far. Yeah, so it's interesting. We are learning a little bit more about some of these peripheral characters. So we get a bit more of a sense of who Gemma is. We get quite a bit more about Rold. And um, I'm not sure that the reveal was as interesting as I was hoping for. You know what? None of the reveals were super juicy aside for the final reveal, mm-hmm. which, again, is just like, don't forget, we're trying to make her look guilty, right. but she's not. No, obviously um. not. Come on. <laughs> that was clearly, I stumbled upon a body and picked up a knife because I'm a dum-dum. Right? And I just, I wanted more for Kate in that moment because she's she's smarter than that. Mm-hmm. But again, like, this is the world we're in, and so I have to just be like, take off my hat and let it happen. Yeah. Yeah, not my favorite development, although I was intrigued that we did add another body to the fucking pile. I 
<laughs> You're going to laugh at me. I had to rewind this twice to figure out if this was Lady Phoebe or Gemma. <laughs> I only knew it was Gemma mm-hmm. because Kate said she hated Gemma. Oh, and so I'm like, yeah. well, she's dead this episode. Yeah, it was interesting because part of me anticipated that she was going to bite it. I was also hopeful that she wouldn't because we were finally getting to know her a little bit. I mean, it's not like we were learning a bunch of new things so much as it was confirmation that she was a human garbage dumpster. But I did enjoy Mm -hmm. the fact that she called Joe boring when she tried to engage him in conversation when they arrived at the manor. And then her departing wit was, do better. (laughs) She she was a moment, but also she puts us on a streak, Joe, because when we talk about wanting to get to know more about a person or having questions, they mm. die now. Vic, Gemma. This is dangerous. Next? We should we should watch our tongues. <laughs> who might we kill next? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Since clearly we are, you know, fabricating the show as we go along. It's like the never ending story, really. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we also get some drama in Lady Phoebe and Adam's relationship. She sees him in an intimate moment with a servant, but he is secretly plotting about how he wants to propose to her, but it might just be mostly for the money. And also, she doesn't know what intimacy is because she confuses kindness with wanting to fuck. When she summoned Joe to the room of candles. Oh my god. Ah. Flesh sword <laughs> candles. <laughs> she has them of all of her lover's penises. Score again for the penis talk on this show. I am loving it. I need this trend to continue. I feel like this show and the last season of Euphoria were like, we're not spending mm-hmm, time with dicks. Mm-hmm. And it's about time. I'm Honestly, this agenda. It, it's just gender parody at this point. Really, it is. Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you make of this boudoir? Because I love the fact that she basically slips a note under his door that says, come to the portrait room. And the portrait room just looks like a brothel. Right? Like, I, again, have so many questions mm-hmm. about her. And I don't know how much of this is really her just being this out of touch mm-hmm. and this ridiculous, as opposed to her putting on a show for the people who might suspect more. Yeah, of her. I'll confess the most inauthentic moment was when she just pivots after that super uncomfortable dinner to be like, and now we're doing a murder mystery and I'm dressed like a 20s flapper. It felt like, oh, no, that's <laughs> one of these other out of touch characters. She's just a sweet little deluded simpleton. Right? And again, like, I love when people put on that act because, again, like, that's how you get your mm-hmm. Jennifer Tillys and your Dolly Partons is for them to be like, you expect this of me, but also right. I'm an empire. And so <laughs> I, I'm i still watching her. I'm not sure I'm going to be mad at her mm-hmm. either way, <laughs> but like, I'm here for it. So one of the other interesting things about this episode, we've done it previously, including individual episodes and other seasons, but we're actually spending some substantial amounts of time where Joe is not present in a scene. What do you think yes, about that? I caught that because normally when we do that, we're letting Beck right. tell that episode or we're like following love and her adventures. And so for it to be like Kate mm-hmm. and Rold, I was like, huh? Or Adam and Phoebe, I'm like, yeah, huh? Yeah, it, it kind of felt like, oh... We're really happy with the way we're shaping this season up, but also we don't know how to get key pieces of information across to the audience without doing this. And it doesn't entirely work. Like, it's fine. You know, it was fine for this one episode. I just hope it isn't something we're going to see a ton of moving forward. 
Especially because they're such small bits. Like up top, seeing Kate yelling to the phone about the man that we find right. out later is her father. Or Adam looking at a woman while his lawyer tells him he's about to be bankrupt. <laughs> and, and I'm like, these are things that we could assess from like what's about to happen mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah, it, it felt a little bit we don't trust the audience and or we can't think of another way to lay the foundation for what's going to come out regardless. Yeah. 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 Not my favorite storytelling technique. I felt the most egregious was actually Roll and Kate's walk after he, please, was never in danger of shooting Joe in the back, but okay. Right? I I had so many questions about that moment because, I mean, the gunplay was kind of like fun because mm-hmm. these new personalities, all of which seem very capable of Oh, yes. Of yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, but like Joe knew he wasn't in danger which is why he took the lead because he's like I'm the apex mm-hmm. predator still um, <laughs> and you have Rold who's just like fucking around and just trying to like be like I'm the bigger man I'm waving my dick around and this is my lady stay mm. back and then you have Kate who's like um, <laughs> Kate's like this. actually I'm, I'm the Rold. biggest dick in the room because secretly I have the most money <laughs> right which i love that reveal because we've known there's mm-hmm. more to her but we didn't know what it was so far to be the richest of all of them yeah i thought it was interesting in terms of putting what we're seeing in this episode in particular in context because i don't know about you when we show up at this basically mansion in the countryside i immediately thought okay so we've got a nigerian princess we've got lady phoebe like these people are super super rich and It's not that I didn't think Kate had money, but it was interesting to get the revelation that, oh, the reason she fits in so well with this group is because she really is ultra, ultra wealthy. Yeah, I just assumed her mom was wealthy enough because of the mom's history Mm -hmm. as a model. Mm -hmm. And that's why she was here. But to know that, like, no, like, this is basically blood money. And (laughs) it goes deeper and further than most. Yeah, so what did you make of Kate's conversation with Joe at the top of the balcony stairs thing? Like, where she really just lays it all out that her dad is honestly one of the most important people we have ever heard mentioned on the show? I, I I was thinking so many things because first off, she's being very mm-hmm. vulnerable, which we know is right. not her ministry. And I'm like, is this like her after all these years of not having feelings being like, I'm going to have feelings <laughs> or is this her being like, I'm playing with you, but not because of the murder because clearly that's too easy, but something else she mm-hmm. wants it for. Like maybe her and Phoebe just have a thing about certain men no. and like... <laughs> This is a war that we don't know is happening. Well, I wonder if this is just more confirmation of why she and Phoebe are good friends is because they're actually more emotionally vulnerable than they let on. Maybe. I can. See, I just don't know what to make of Kate still. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not buying that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Clearly, no. she's not the mastermind. Because if she is, that's yeah. way too easy. I'm going to be very upset. But also, I, I don't know because I believe her. And like people are calling her this ice queen. And she's very much not about talking to people about mm-hmm. her business. Like she put Blue in rehab and didn't say anything to anybody. But Joe conveniently overheard it. And I'm still not uh. sure she didn't know Joe was watching her. But like, that's a different conversation. Who's not stalking? Kate? I mean, That's honestly, everyone because... <laughs> has this woman. But if you think about the fact that she's super, super rich and maybe also kind of nice, then maybe they all think that they can get a piece of her money. Yeah, I definitely think mm-hmm. part of Roald's possession of her and needing to have her is because he's like, "That's a powerful family." Right. Oh, all of the men seem less wealthy and or more desperate to partner with a woman who has a ton. Which, that's a moment, and I'm here for that underlying current. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as the women don't continue to get. Yeah, because I'm, again, Phoebe being more in her relationship with Adam makes Mm -hmm. me sad for her. 
but also I still don't know what I'm supposed to no. make of Phoebe. So I, again, I'm for all we know, her and the person who was like groping Adam were like, "Can you be here?" <laughs> oh my this God, way? you are seeing. So like, she could be seen. You are seeing <laughs> like danger signs around all of these people all the time. I'm from Missouri. I can't trust anyone. It's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, no, Phoebe is definitely still a mystery. I think this episode takes a baby step towards revealing something about who she is, but it's still, like, she and Adam, to me, are still question marks. Yes. I don't even know which one I mistrust the most anymore. I Literally. It could be anybody, and I would be mm-hmm, like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we're, we're still dealing with <laughs> nothing but red herrings all over the place. I would say, knowing now what we know about Kate, about the fact that She's got this estranged father, but also it seems very clear to me that she, I don't want to say that it's abuse, but like she talked in the last episode about how her mom wouldn't let her cry. And then now we get this reveal that clearly her dad has no empathy, but also that he just didn't, he doesn't seem to care about people in general at all. Like, I, I think it very clearly positions her as the kind of human philanthropist of this group. And I think we can safely say even if it would be obvious, she's not going to be revealed to be the killer. Yeah. Like, if anything is just going to show that her and Joe have more in common mm-hmm. emotionally mm-hmm. and parent-wise, as opposed to they're going to start killing people together. Yeah. See, when you say it that way, though, and given how they kind of have their, no, we're not going to fuck, yes, we are going to fuck thing in this episode, are we worried at all that we're going to fall back into old Joe patterns where he's like, no, I'm falling for you, I'm obsessed with you. That's the thing about him and Kate is that it's kind of refreshing because he, I mean, don't get me wrong, he mm-hmm. still low key oh, stalked sure. her, but it wasn't as, <laughs> it wasn't as obvious and like <laughs> blatant as he has in his previous relationships. So like, this is the closest to a healthy relationship I've seen him have since Karen. Right. Mickey. Yeah. I mean, I think the other big distinguishing factor is that this is a proper woman. Like, it feels like all of Joe's other female sort of conquests have been on the younger side maybe it's just the britishness but Mm -hmm. kate definitely projects a more sort of like mature stable woman she's no nonsense Mm -hmm. she's going to read him every time they talk and (laughs) and she knows what she wants and unfortunately it's him and she hates that she wants it and so like she's not like this like big-eyed puppy who's like oh joe you're so great let me introduce you to all of my friends and family and just like let you walk all over me because i don't know you have teeth in your ceiling <laughs> Kate would be like, I think you have teeth in your ceiling. Do, is that what I think that right. is? <laughs> um, and I, that's why she, I think, has a good chance of living mm. out of any of the people that Joe has slept with um, and might be obsessed with. That is funny because I 100% disagree. I think the show is actually setting us up that she will lose some of her nerve and some of her awareness as she gets more involved with Joe. And then we're going to kill her off at the end of the season. Oh. Mm-hmm. Also, she's white, so (laughs) the track record suggests she's not going to live long. (laughs) That would would ruin my theory if she did, Mm -hmm. but maybe she's the carryover into the next season. Right, yeah, she's she's new love. Yeah, and then the next season we kill her. Mm -hmm. But like, I I don't know what to do with her. It's like a game of chess, and I've never really been good at chess, and so these pieces (laughs) are moving, and I'm watching them move, but I don't know what to do with it all, Joe. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tricky because it feels like there are some key moments that would give us insight into 
how some of these people are moving and shaking. Like, I actually really wanted to spend time with the murder mystery game, but instead we have to step out so we can have this big confessional with Kate about her father. And it's a bit unfortunate because I think the writers could have used that as an opportunity to just flesh out everybody else and give us a bit more sense of how things could go. Like, I'm not mad about it because I do, again, like seeing Joe with Kate. I think all of these conversations these actors are having are great, but it also feels like a missed opportunity not to be like, oh, and now we're going to take you back to the game before we kill someone else. Same, especially because a murder mystery within a murder mystery Mm -hmm. is meta. That's so meta. And you know I love the meta. Well, and that's, yeah, I thought we were going to do another meta moment like we got in episode two where it was like, oh shit, I'm in a whodunit. What are the rules? Oh shit, this is playing it exactly like a whodunit. Like we could have embodied that again and it would have been a lot of fun. Right? Like speaking of things that are fun though, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you notice that Joe came to strangle this person? Oh my God. The fact that he brought a book with a garrote in it. Right. Fucking wild. I was, <laughs> I was like, that's so extra. Mm-hmm. But also your method to kill this person who you're obsessed with um is strangulation, which is a very passionate and personal way of killing mm-hmm. someone. And also suggesting you need to get behind the person. Like I get that we uh, just saw you kill Vic in a sort of similar way, but like there's only so many people in this house. Admittedly the house is huge, but uh mm-hmm. that yeah, you're right. It's a far too intimate way to kill somebody. Bring a little knife or something. There are so many ways to kill people, and he's done some of them. And for, so for him to go out this far to do this, I'm just like, Joe Goldberg, mm-hmm. is your kink murder? Is that what we're getting oh my at? my God. But, like, not good murder because you're making it way too complicated? He wants to work for it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm just like, I, I'm circling this. Because, again, Joe's never gone to therapy, and so we have to just sort of piece together what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And... I I have concerns. I have questions. <laughs> and I I also just thought it was really funny that he didn't want to like hunt mm-hmm. um when he's hunted women for years. Right. Well, but he's such a dumb dumb deluded idiot that he doesn't realize, "Oh, I just do this with people normally." But sure, let's talk about how we're killing birds and how that makes Roll capable of killing a human. It's like, "Uh, Joe, right. you literally kill humans on the regular." We are at four seasons. <laughs> like if we get six in a movie, what what then? What? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just like, "Joe, and the irony is not lost on me, but it's also such a Joe Goldberg moment to be like, I'm not like this." <laughs> I'm I'm different. It's like how, girl? How the, the final <laughs> season is just Joe Goldberg in a season of in treatment with like Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> I never realized. How did I not realize? Oh my god, I'm having a breakthrough. Also, I'm gonna have to kill you now. Right, <laughs> and it's it's gonna be glorious. I love that. I it's love that. Be yeah. um okay so one of the things i did enjoy just to sort of circle back around the things that joe doesn't realize he's enjoying but secretly is he totally had blue balls by not being able to engage with his new intimate friend over evaness because there's no wi-fi at the castle 100 percent that he was like Mm -hmm. i need to get back in touch with them so they can like i'm like no no joe you like being obsessed over. You like being followed. You like being yeah, hunted. Just admit Moment. to yourself, you enjoy being in touch with this person. You enjoy the little wordplay games and so on. 
Yeah, especially because the person's mm-hmm. in the house. Uh, so therefore, if they wanted to contact him, they could. Unless the person's Reese, who's not there for this weekend, and that's very sus. Yes. Okay, so I was actually going to bring that up because as we transition into thinking about who our prime suspects still are, what we think is going to happen next, I was like, it is super shady that Reese isn't there, right? Mm-hmm. Because in a way, you're like, oh, okay, well, that takes him off the board because he's not there to kill Gemma at the end of this episode. Unless you're like, oh, the easiest way to kill her would be to have no one realize you were gone because you've been sneaking around the whole time. Right? Because it is a big ass house. So, you know, their secret passages galore. And again, mm-hmm. this is you, Clue. And so I. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's there in my mind, even though Reese says he's not there and they say he's not there. I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm. show me, though. And this this episode specifically drove home that everybody's an obvious choice except for maybe the princess. Mm, mm -hmm, Even even mm -hmm. the help is an obvious choice. I saw those glances. I I saw how Gemma was pissing them off. Everybody's an obvious choice. And so I really don't know who to pin anything on anymore. I mean, admittedly, if this was a one episode murder and we didn't have to worry about like continuing on or thinking about things, I would definitely pin it on the one servant that she made act as a human croquet stand in. Yes. Yes. Because that was horrifying and kind of funny at the same time. Right. And I was just like, why are the people because I think it was it was Phoebe and Kate who were like, oh, no, this is awful quietly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, you can intervene when your friend is doing that or grabbing the servers by the asses. I mean, I did appreciate that it led to Kate telling Joe literally at the dinner table. Oh, I think I despise her. But yeah, you know, Phoebe, you seem aghast at this. And that's literally your employee. Maybe say, hey, Gemma, you're a fuckwad. Don't do that. Right? Right? Especially because like, they have the most power, I feel. Kate and Phoebe from this Mm -hmm. group. And Kate is the ice queen. Like, she's the one that's supposedly cutting people's feelings. And she's just like, this is abhorrent. Bye. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna go swimming. Never mind. <laughs> right? I'm like, Kate, I don't know you anymore. What has happened? <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking Joe Goldberg. She's losing her edge. Listen, I mean, I too would be distracted, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into this room. It was filled with dick candles, and now I don't know what to do with myself anymore. <laughs> Haven't we all been there? Like, <laughs> just... <laughs> right? It's the title of my memoir, and yes. <laughs> Uh, unhinged. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, in some ways, I think this feels, as I told you offline, I think this feels like we're sort of setting up the next few episodes, like we're kind of giving you some new details, but not a ton, establishing a little bit more character framework between Kate and Joe. But also, it's a bit of a placeholder. It is. And it's also just sort of here to just drive in some more wedges and possible red herrings Mm -hmm. because of course we're going to be like what about the dad whether or not we see him which do you think we'll see him do you think there'll be some stunt casting uh it's a good question i feel like stunt casting isn't really this show's forte but they do enjoy a character actor like i'm thinking of um shit whoever played love's mom where i was like oh Oh, i know you you're i mean saffron thank you saffron burrows And I was like, like John... I know you, and I've forgotten your name because I'm a fucking idiot. And like John Stamos as Beck's therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe. I mean, the show definitely still has the cachet to draw in somebody, particularly if it's going to be for a couple episode arc. So maybe. Yeah. And because we're in Britain, I'm just thinking like there are so mm. many British actors who I would love to just randomly be like, hi, that's Kate's dad. 
Oh, this closes this case. I already know where we're going. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Stunt casting. If we're going old, I would want Charles Dance from Game of Thrones and House of Cards. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I I can't get a good read on how old Kate's supposed to be. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. 30-ish. Yeah, like definitely not over 40. Like not even late 30s, I think. Okay, because like I've not checked in on Hugh Grant's age in a while, but I mm. think that he might give a good 20 year buffer to her and that could be interesting. Oh, my only issue is I think people would expect it to be a bit comedic if he showed up. Which is why I would love to see it because he mm. just did that show with Nicole Kidman. Oh, I just said the name of it. I mm-hmm. forgot the name of it, but it's right there in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Also can't name it. Right? And I was like, this is not the Hugh Grant I grew up with. This is not Bridget mm. Jones' diary. So like, <laughs> what if this is his renaissance of just playing assholes? Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember when they did stuff like that with Ted Danson on Damages and a couple of other, like, you do against typecasting and it can really pay off. So I like yeah. that. But also, I've not seen Hugh Laurie in a very long time. Oh, oh my God. Okay, yes, that one. That one's the one I want. Because that's also more age appropriate. Yeah, plus he can do anything he wants. Like, <laughs> True, yes, he's Hugh fucking Laurie. <laughs> right, and we're all welcome. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the next episode is the last before the break. So, Sheree, what do you think? Are we going to unmask this killer or are we going to drag it out? I I think we have to drag it out. I think so, too. But my question to you is, do we think that Joe Goldberg is about to reveal himself to help protect Kate from this murder and, like, get rid of this body? And oh my god, no, I hope not. <laughs> I I really don't know, because again, she picked up the knife, and he is not obsessed with her, so I can mm-hmm. see him being like, I have an idea, I've never done this before, as opposed right. to calling the cops. <laughs> I do think that we'll call the cops, but I think he'll he'll lie and say that he's her alibi or something like that. Like, he will still protect her, but I don't think we're going to cover up the fact that Gemma is dead. Okay, because again, like, I just don't know what to do with this world anymore, and I'm excited by that, but also, it's like, anything can happen. (laughs) Absolutely anything. Yeah, like, we've got a bunch of percolating stories and a ton of characters still kicking around, so question mark, question mark. Yeah, like, who do we think is going to die next episode, actually? Hmm. See, like, we don't even have enough information to go off on that. I don't know where this would go next. Are we going to open with Gemma's funeral? Or are we going to like immediately follow up and keep everybody at this mansion for the next episode? Question mark, question mark. Because we're trying because we're going to have this like giant month, one month gap in between back half. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be sexy to stay in this house. Um, And ratchet up that tension a little bit more as opposed to like leaving it and then like picking it up from wherever we leave it. I think that this is a good place to be like bookmark. Okay, so play off the whodunit murder mystery game that we didn't get in this episode and do it next episode. Yeah. I like it. I don't think it'll happen because it seems too clever. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise me. Surprise me, you clue. Right? That's what I want. But also they did just like <laughs> play with our emotions for this interrogation that we didn't get. And But like, right? they have no cell phones. So mm-hmm. it, it makes sense to give us some time to see how Joe and Kate react to like figuring out what to do with this body and the narrative of the story or the lie they're going to tell. And it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I could see this. I could live for this. Yes. And then you do it so that we think we've unmasked who the killer is. And then we leave this castle 
And then on the way back to the city, Joe gets a new message on Evaness. Yes. Yes. Because, again, like, anybody who's still alive is a suspect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I'm creating my suspect list by people who are dying. And so Jim just got crossed <laughs> off. <laughs> Ma'am, that is not the detective work I'm looking for. All right, so what we're basically saying is we think they're going to stay here, and apart from that, we have no fucking idea what's going to happen next. Not whatsoever. Okay, 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 yeah, just just making sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way the whole season, though. What? <laughs> right. Still, still here for it. All right, well, Sheree, if people want to talk about how Kate is going to die or not die, how would they get a hold of you? You can find me at Miss Sheree on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> Excellent. Where can they find you, Joe? I am at Beast on my remote, and that's the letter B. Thank you, as always, to the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. But of course, if you want to get both Sheree and I, which is way more fun, then you should be following and messaging at heyu underscore pod, because that's where all the action is. Yes, yes. We have to keep each other company while we wait this very cold month after the next episode. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you and I are ready to go and just hit play immediately after recording this. And then we're just going to slowly cry ourselves to sleep as we wait a full fucking month for the next episode. I am so upset. I understand. (laughs) I understand Netflix. Like, you can't keep breaking us when we drop a show. So we gotta, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) dump it out. But also, what about me? I know. (laughs) Why are they being so cruel? Listen, Joe Goldberg would never be this mean to me. <laughs> it's true. He would never leave us on read for an entire month. He would be responding on Evanes. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he would. He'd be trying to meet us somewhere to like give us the rest of the season. Yes, <laughs> and then kill us. <laughs> you know what? Life is risky. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, you never know when you're going to run into someone who has a garot in a book. <laughs> Tinder. Yeah. Oh, fair, 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 fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that will put a wrap on you. Season four, episode four. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss the half season finale, I guess. Bye. Scream Pod Squad.